divine beings. May we speak to you? We are not the divine. Well, you look pretty cool, so it's pretty divine to me. <laughs> we, this is our temple. Can you tell us, can you tell us about this temple? Can you tell us? <laughs> we kill. Oh. Roll my initiative. Yay! Aww, but I'm the robes. I wanted to make fun. But I'm wearing the robes. Oh, I have to roll the bonzi too. This is poop. Wait, remember you outside brought the temple, bonzi back? You found yeah, a big night. pile of dead robed skeletons. Oh yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I <laughs> thought somebody killed them with the sword. Yeah. And then left it in all the axe. axe. And left it at the time. It was an axe. Uh, um, very sharp. Very sharp axe. It was an axe from the third. Uh, third and a half dimension. Right. <laughs> slow. Keep it slow. <laughs> Someone give me some symbols. <laughs> and <a> snare. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Tower of the air. We got some Birdman looking at us with some flair. They killed the people down in the clearing underneath the tower. But I got this kind of power coursing through me because I got a sword of vengeance burning through my veins. And it's all right. But if you're going to come to me, just know you're going to start a fight. I'll channel all the rage and we'll be writing pages of history with the blood coming off of my tip. She had tip on my sword. What? That's not for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. This podcast is meant for a mature audience. Eight. Twelve. Brum has got a nine, and Bonzi's got an eight. The dex mod of one. Mod of seven. That's all dexterity. How did this happen? We were, we were moving slow. We were taken by surprise. It's these ropes. <laughs> Shouldn't have been doing this. I guess Korath's Korat, vaguely heard of a oh. place like this, so he's like, he's like, ready. <laughs> you should use an action to take off the robe and throw it in their face. Blind them. But he's not wearing anything else. I say, I'm what? Oh, yeah, it goes arm. over my armor, come on. <laughs> You're wearing your armor. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> back my wiener! <laughs> okay. Okay, these birds are 20 feet up. Ceiling's 30 feet tall. These birds are 20 feet up. It's a big old tower. Big I have a question. It's, uh, are the feathers still, like, moving? Yep. But the rock is not. Oh. The, the, the feathers are now doing what they were doing on the bottom floor. They're flying up to the ceiling and dropping down again. Flying but, like, ceiling. we're still on the platform? You are still on the platform. And nothing's happening. Nothing is happening. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, okay. So, um... Korath is going to use Moonbeam. So, Moonbeam, second level evocation. A silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five foot radius, 40 foot, a, 40, a 40 foot high cylinder centered on a point within range. Until the spell ends, dim light fills the cylinder. When a creature enters the spell area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it is engulfed in ghostly flame that causes searing pain. They must make a constitution saving throw. It takes 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save. Half as much damage on a successful one. When does it deal damage? On start it, they start their turn in the place? Or they uh, blah, 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 uh, each... Uh, wait, sorry. I think when so a we're... creature enters the spell's area for the first time on, on a turn or starts 
its turn there. Uh, so they're not going to take damage now. They're going to take damage in the start of their turn. Right. 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 And then I can, and then on each of my turns, after I have cast this spell, I can use an action to move the beam 60 feet in any direction. Cool. Okay, this is a 40 foot That's cylinder. That's so cool. Yeah, 40 foot tall. 40, 40 foot tall, tall, how wide? How wide? It is, uh, it's five foot radius, so it's one square. Uh, I was thinking it was forty feet wide. Yeah. Like, wow, that's tower. Oh my god, that would have been so <laughs> boss for this entire tower. Okay, so Light it up. what are you doing with that spell? Uh, I am. Thank you for reminding us that when you use a spell, you're going to read it. Even some of the spells that you've used before, you haven't used them often. A guiding right. bolt or whatever, it's fine. But so even then, you might want to read it because there's things like it. You know, the next attack on it has this advantage and things right. like that. You forget about. So I'm going to cast it on this guy. Okay. Right there. Uh, so you need to make... That's the white one with the blue beak. Okay, so you need to make a constitution save. On the start of my turn, if I'm understanding correctly. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So that would be... I guess I would need to... Wait, what do I... You'd uh, use your spell DC. Okay, so my spell is DC is a 14. Which is... Okay. Alright, so I am I am attacking the 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 bird person directly in front of Korath. Okay. That's the that's, that's the whitish feathered one with the blue beak. Yeah. His feathers on his head make almost like not like a mane, but like they kind of like frill out. If you've ever never seen a uh Phil- Philippine monkey eating eagle, you should Google it because they're dope. Monkey eating eagle? Yeah. That's horrifying. I don't like it. So yeah, I cast it on that guy. Is that the same bird that said we kill? Yeah. Okay. From what? Kill um, this. I think gonna... So uh, Korath, when he does this, he he holds he holds his maul his maul out with uh he he has his with uh, flare. Yeah, with flare. He holds his maul out with one hand, and he's kind of using that to like designate where he like the area where he's uh gotcha doing his moonbeam. In this white feathered one, there is some brown too because I forgot about the brown. They're really cool. What? It's monkeys. a cool looking eagle. Yeah. They don't really eat monkeys. Is it a deagle? Some scientists like saw one eat a monkey one time and was like, it's a monkey eating eagle forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's how scientists sound. That's yep. how we all sound. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so on the start of his turn, he will take damage if he doesn't, you know, whatever. Well, he'll take, he'll yeah. take damage either, either way. way. All right. It is uh, Brimley's turn. So big surprise here. Brimley's going to look at the eagle that's in front of him. I don't know which one that is. Do you know which one that is? Just to be clear to the listeners, these aren't eagles. These are like bird people. people. They have arms, legs, wings, and a head, and it's all feathered and bird-like. So Brimley's going to look at the bird person in front of him and cast Chromatic Orb as a lightning That one on the side? Yes, the one on the side. This is the the brown, almost like a golden eagle, you know, goldish brown feathers. So Chromatic Orb. Do that with lightning damage. Do it up. Go for it. He wants to fry that bird. I don't know what's going on today. Um, that's an 11. That's going to miss. Ooh, okay. Pew! Shoots right past it, and it goes... Bah! I also realized I didn't roll my portents. Can I just question? roll them now? And... Yeah. yeah. Can I ask you a question? Was it frost them buns or toast them buns? It was frost them buns the first couple times, and then I did... It was frost that backside. Frost that backside, and then it was toast them buns. Gotcha. Yes. Right, hold on, I'm going to roll my portents. Okay. Ooh, a 19... And a 12. Okay. Alright, so it is Windar's turn. Uh, Windar looks at the bird person to 
one in front of him. This is and the black feathered one with the yellow beak. Now, you said we can roll like intelligence checks um, to see to find out information about the creature. Would that count as an action or like for or free action? You get you can do it once per encounter mm-hmm. for the, any for this group of creatures. Okay. Um, and as a free action. Okay, so I'm gonna roll an intelligence check to see what they are. Human meat knows what they are, but Windar is not sure if he's ever seen them in his home country. He don't know squat. All right. He, he rolled a two. Yep. You were like, wow, pretty bird. Whoa. Normally I eat you. I'm, I'm going to use dissonant whispers. Dissonant whispers. Um, I'm going to use it as a level two spell, actually. But uh, it's look, first level enchantment, one action, 60 feet, and it's verbal. You whisper a discordant melody that only one creature of your choice within range can hear, racking it with terrible pain. The target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 3d6 psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as the speed allows away from you. The creature doesn't move into obviously dangerous ground, such as a fire or a pit. On a successful save, the target takes half as, half as much damage and doesn't have to move away. A def- a deafened creature automatically succeeds on the save. At higher levels, you can cast a spell using a, uh, a slot second level or higher, and it, you get one extra d6 per spell slot. Gotcha. All right. So you're targeting the black-feathered, yellow-beaked birdman. And Windar says, Believe it or not, we might be related evolutionarily. <laughs> and that just disturbs it to the, to the bottom of his core. You might be related to me, bro. Who has the roll of wisdom save? 15. Oh, gosh. And I'm going to use cutting words as well. All right. Before it saves. And just kind of just rubbing his face, go, No, nah, no, nah, you're my relative. Minus three. It does not save. <laughs> How much damage does it take? It takes 4d6 and has to run away from me as soon as possible, provided it doesn't die. Uh, it takes. 10 damage. Aw. Could have gone a lot better. Yeah. It's okay. I still disturbed it to the bo- to the to the core. <laughs> it is Bonzi's turn. Bonzi's gonna fly up into the face of the eagle right in front of me. The eagle, sorry, bird person right in front of me. So he's gonna give me some. Which help. one is that? That is the brown one. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Yep, that one. So he's gonna fly up into his face, distract him, cause some chaos. Get in his way. All right. To and give so somebody gets, else advantage. So he has the, he has no he has disadvantage or the so next attack on him has advantage. Any the next attack on him has advantage. Okay. Different. Then he has disadvantage. Yes. Okay. Cool. It is Lorthamar's turn. I'm gonna ready my shield and prepare the dodge action. Okay. It is their turns. Okay, so you gotta roll that. Constitution save. Yes, for that one guy. Yeah, for one guy. 12? He does not save. How much damage does he take? So it is 2d10 radiant. Just momento. Can you reroll that one? No, it's not weapon. Uh, it's weapons damage. Darn. It's only if I'm using a two-handed weapon either. Okay, so six points radiant damage. Six points radiant damage. Okay. So you're glowing. <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff happened. There was a beam launched at one. Brimbley, uh, Brimbley, uh, Bonzi flew up 
and this beam came up and as it's leaving you know it's perch it gets nipped by this beam of of what kind of light did you say it is it is it's up to you it, 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 like what does it look like it's, it's a silvery beam of pale light all right so it's this this beam of moonlight that just comes up from the ground or it comes from above both so it comes from above and below and meets in yeah. the middle and it nips this guy as um, as he's flying off. And so all f- all three of them leap off their perks, perches, leaf, all four, a bat! Leap Erickson day! Welcome to the Spongebob podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. All three of them leap off of their perches and unfurl their wings and swoop down <sighs> at you with spears in hand. The brownish one is going to attack Brimley. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) With his spear. Man, not rolling good today. He misses. (laughs) The whitish one with the brown and the blue beak. He's going to fly down and attack Korath. Man, he misses. <laughs> and the black one with the yellow beak flies down and attacks Lindar. And he crit fails, so he misses. I just rolled a three, a four, and a one. Wow. <laughs> nice. And so they they fly down, and so you could just scoot them all forward. They are they just swooped down. They tried to like jam their spears into you as they swooped. And uh, they're actually gonna fly back up to their purchase. So, move them back now. I have a question. Wait. If he's flying back up to his purse, he gets hit again, doesn't he? Attack of opportunity? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all plus attack of opportunities from all of us. You're almost like one second too late on the attacks of opportunity. That was him. He gave you like 15 seconds. I, I, I'm um, not, I wasn't in range for an attack of opportunity anyways. Yeah, I didn't mean you, I meant them. Yeah. Um, but he's still going to take the... Moonbeam um, damage. Well, that guy's not going to fly back into his beam. He's going to fly near his bridge. Um, so he's like, yeah, right there. And the black one with the yellow beak flies up the 10 more feet into just like the corner of the room. He's fleeing away from Windar because he is terrified of him. Damn right. Better um, run. <laughs> the one that came from the beam doesn't go back into the beam. He, he goes next to it. But yes, I will give um, an attack of opportunity to Korath and Brimley. Okay. Use that corner staff. Because they... Came down, tried to swoop and stab, and threw away. Oh wait, that's the wrong. <laughs> that's the wrong dice to be rolling right then and there. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's probably gonna miss. <laughs> this is an intelligence check, right? <laughs> oh man, I wish. I throw, wish. You throw a book at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a that's a ten. Yeah, and I rolled a fourteen. That's gonna hit. Cool. Brimley's going to hit him with his quarterstaff. Yeah! Yeah! That's warm damage! <laughs> Which one? That one over there? Yeah, the brown one. What? You got your strength? I don't have strength. Oh. <laughs> negative strength? I don't have negative strength. I have zero strength. Good. Alright, that was their turn. It, that makes it stop of the round. It is Korath's turn. Uh, so, oh yeah. Uh, before I start, I just have one more thing to add. This is a this spell lasts for one minute, so ten rounds. Uh, right. So with concentration. With concentration, and then I was, I have two attacks now, but does that mean I can? Okay, that that's what I was thinking. 
so I can't I can't attack and then two also attacks, you have to use the attack option right I swing with my hammer because you have extra attack you don't have two attacks right that's okay okay just wanted to clarify trust me it's frustrating I would just move it to the um yeah I'm going move, yeah no I'm I'm going to so so Cora does anything in the book say it has to be vertical can you turn your hammer can you just like no I'm not I'm not I'm not turning it this time I'm no. I'm just gonna move it back over to this guy. Okay, fine. I'm gonna turn it. I was gonna say you can hit two instead of one. But yeah. Okay. Why would you do that? Okay, I'm gonna turn it and I'm gonna hit. I mean, they're not on the perfect grid from each other, so but whatever. So I will. I will go over this. We we looked into the, the wording of moonbeam, and there's something about it coming down. So we were questioning, you know, does it have to be a vertical beam? But I think for this, the sake of epicness, um, where he's, I'm letting Alex turn the beam and manipulate it however he wants. Because why not? In not three gonna, dimensions. Not gonna curve it though. <laughs> unless unless we have something that's so massive that it bends space it has to be a giant mirror <laughs> so Lauren McAvoy, and you've got Angelina Jolie training you I will not let you curve the uh, reference <laughs> okay so I am going to hit the bird person directly in front of Korath uh, well two spaces in front of Korath and the one I'm going to orient the beam in a way that will hit that guy the one that's in front of me, and the bird person in front of Windar. I'm sorry, what is Korath? How is Korath doing So Korath, this? Korath, like, he grasps his hammer with both hands, and, and his, and his, uh, I, I keep Runes? forgetting the, no, his, I keep forgetting the Pauldron? His, no, the, the, his, the thing you use to cast magic. <laughs> Arcane focus? Yeah, his focus, which is his, like, he has a pendant from his, uh, Brotherhood is... Oh, so his, uh, divine... His divine focus. Yeah, his divine focus. Focuses, yeah. His, uh... Like, that's glowing the whole time. It's actually been glowing since he cast the sure. beam. Um, but he uses his hammer to kind of... Con- to, like, actually concentrate and move it. So he, like, grabs both sides of the hammer... Both ends of the hammer and turns it. And kind of, like... Does it look like it takes effort? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, it actually... He's, like, putting... The beam turns in the air and it catches two of them in the beam yeah. now. Alright. So... It's pretty this cool. is... Does... The beam going to them count as them entering the beam for the first time? When they start their turn on it. Right, but it says... it says No. Okay, that would be like if, uh, if it was his turn and he wasn't in the beam and he crossed through the beam. Got it. It'd be he entered on this time. But he will Crystal. start his turn Crystal clear. in the beam, so that's okay. Nice. Both of them. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you for letting me bend the rules that way. <laughs> I don't know that it is bending the rules. Okay. So liberal... Uh, reading of reading the of text. The, yeah. Alright, Brimbles is up. So Brimbles is gonna frost that backside. Because yeah. it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. Frost. Alright, so he's gonna cast Ray of Frost at the bird person closest to him, which is that brown one. Yep. Yeah. Golden eagle-ish. So here we go. We'll see if he can actually roll well this time. Oh! And he gets advantage because Bonzi was up there yeah. annoying the guy. Can you hand me the advantage die? Yes. Bird Thank on you. bird action. <laughs> That's what we do here. Bonzi had two chances to make opportunity attacks. Uh, he's, he's a little bird. <laughs> he's a little bird. <laughs> they, I rolled 11s with both of them, so um, you, but that is an 18. That will hit. Thank you. It's 1d8. Here we go. You rolled 1111. <laughs> <laughs> One damage again. Wow. I don't really frost his backside. I just give him some frosty tips. So it's the 90s. And he's in a boy band. His name is Lance Bass. <laughs> Lance Bird. Yes. <laughs> all right, it is Windar's turn. Um, all right. Windar looks at the bird in front of him again. 
Lance Bass is a fish person. (laughs) (laughs) You'll meet him later. And decides to use Thunder Wave, the first spell or the first attack he's ever used. Fun fact. You want to put that in your little memoirs at home. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's he made, true. He, he made your picture. Memoirs. He made picture frames of goblins. Yeah, <laughs> I just man. listened to the first episode. How again. are we gonna eat? <laughs> Any- the rice is gone. <laughs> we don't listen to our own episodes. No, yeah, no, we don't know. We're, we're not lame Anywho. like that. <laughs> Anywho, because um, I haven't used it in a while. And don't go. Yeah, read it out because we haven't haven't used it in a while. Twist and shout, thunder wave. Okay, uh, one action. I also just looked up how the cube is supposed to work. It re- it's um it starts from you, so right. like it's a wall that faces out. Right, you're not the center of the cube. You're yeah, you're a, a corner you're of the a cube, corner or a side of the cube. Right. Yeah. So we, we've done it correctly. In the oh. first episode, we we've guided you. almost thought yeah. it was you were the center of the right. cube. But yeah. We, that's we we learned that's not what it is. Um. Soho, it's one action. Soho. Self. Soho. Uh, 15 feet away, and that's... Oh, wait, how high up is he? 20 feet. You have to jump. Pose a jump at Thunderwave. <laughs> would, would I actually be able to do that? Like, do a five-foot jump in the air? That's a crazy strength roll. What if he does up? He's more than five feet tall. What if he does up? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. If you go under him and go... Huzzah! I, yeah, I, I yeah. will. You gotta run, run on. I will, and I'll say some cool stuff. You can too. walk if you want. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna run. <laughs> saunter, saunter yeah. in like a G. As long as you play. Da, 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 da. <laughs> a wave of thunderous force sweeps out from you. Each creature in the 15 foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from you. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and is not pushed. In addition, unsecured objects that are completely within the area of effect are automatically pushed 10 feet away from you by the spell's effect, and the spell emits a thunderous boom audible to 300 feet. Cover your ears, everybody. And again, at higher levels, you get one extra D8 per spell level. Hey, Craig? Yes. What's the size of the cube? 15 feet. He's on the ceiling. Okay, that's what... Flew away from you. He's 30 feet. 30 feet? I thought he went back to his pedestal. No, that yeah. was the one I was scared. Okay. So... You can always go over to class. jump... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know what? Because I'm, I'm going to actually put myself back here. Would I be able to do like a two-pronged thing? Climb up on Korath's shoulders, jump <laughs> off of Korath's shoulders, and thunder wave. If you roll me a good enough acrobatics check, you're trying for a weird maneuver? Yes. Then yes, that will work. Okay. Hold on, folks. I dropped my die. If this works, I'm definitely giving you my inspiration die. Because that's just a weird thing to do. Let's see. All right. So first, this is crawling up on... Would it all just be one acrobatics throw, or do I have to do, like, roll, roll? Uh, one acrobatics roll. Okay. So we're doing acrobatics. So we're running up and, like, kicking off Korath. Pretty much, yeah. So we're doing an acrobatics roll and oh geez, that's a twenty-two actually. That is a twenty freaking two. Something fell. All right, you succeed in running up, kicking off Korath, and jumping the appropriate amount of feet in the air that you could just catch this Birdman in your Thunderwave blast. Birdman. Um, Korath. Fighter of the fish, man. Ah. <laughs> no. Korath, roll me a constitution 
save. Oh, no. Oh, wait. What are, okay, so. With disadvantage. What? So you didn't know it was coming. Oh. Know it was coming. You kind of flanked me, buddy. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Whoa, what's going? You need a 12. Oh, no. Uh, that's awkward. 12? Okay, so wait. Uh, what do I add to that? My con? Constitution I saving throw. I sing a little song as I'm going. Hey, buddy, no, watch no, your no, back. No, 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 that's that inspiration token for Thank you. But Koraf falls and is knocked prone. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, because you kicked off. Whoa! <laughs> <That's> funny. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Oh. It's okay. It happens. Roll me, Koraf. Yeah. Another constitution saving throw. With disadvantage? With just, no, just a regular one. Okay. Oh, no. This is to determine if that distraction makes your spell end. Uh, I ruin everything. <laughs> Nine again. As you fall to the ground, the beam of light oh, fades from existence because you're distracted. You lose concentration, and the spell ends. What level is the spell? I'm feeling cruel today, guys. It's level two. It's almost the season finale. This is gonna cruel. It's because she's rolling bad. You used a level two spell. No, you should do things like you're doing. Oh no! Uh, I was like, it, you I was like, they're they're doing. flying. That's her. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't, okay. don't, no, don't be not. sorry. All right. Always, oh. always blame the DM. It's fine. It's okay. Uh, so you are knocked, you're knocked prone. Oh, I'm still prone. You're knocked prone, and you lost concentration, and your spell ended. Uh, all right, it is... Wait, I did test the... Uh... Yeah, yeah, do, do the thunder wave. Um, so as I jump up, and I kind of kind of like how my mini is, his body, like, splays out, and, he's, and he yells, Eat this! And just big, rippling... Ripple of air. Yeah. If I remember correctly, there's a little bit of like static in the air too. Yes. Is what you had said in the very first episode. There's, there's like purple, it looks like purple waves of electricity also coming out of it also. All right. And because they didn't see it coming, because that core didn't see it coming, they didn't see it coming, does, does the bird roll with disadvantage? No. No? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to screw this head <laughs> <laughs> and just keep yelling at him, go, rah, 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 to, to, uh, distant, to, uh, Cutting word him or cutting sound him. Okay. What do I roll? I mean, you still have to roll a con saving throw and you get minus three to your roll. I think you should have yelled, We're cousins. Over and over again. Oh, yeah. We're cousins! We're related! We're cousins! <laughs> Embrace me! 14? Nope. All right. He gets hit by it. 2d8 and he gets pushed back 10 feet. Now he's by the ceiling. Mm hmm. Does he get? Does he take some uh, SED? No, he's literally up against the ceiling. So no, if he was five or ten feet from the ceiling and it threw him into the ceiling, yes. Okay. Because he's literally pressed up against it. He just, you know. Okay. So he just shudders a little bit. So that's a two and a five, so seven damage. Seven All right. Thunder damage. This thunder damage strikes him. He flies and he his body is thrown into the ceiling, and he begins to just fall towards the earth. Um. Like he and he falls and he falls and he falls. And when he's about two feet from the ground, in the same sense that this is what used to happen to, to Bonzi, right before he hits the ground, he actually his body just fades from existence. And where his body was is a is like a golf ball sized glowy orb, which hangs in midair right where he was. And then zoop, just flies like a wisp of air and goes up the. Uh, the hole in the t the ceiling, which is above you, and he flies up it. It, it flies up it, and he's gone. 
Hey everybody, this is Owen from This Is Gonna Hurt, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We have a really special shout out. You know, we're a, we're a tiny podcast. We're just five guys who like to play D&D who happen to have some recording equipment and so we started making a podcast. And you know, we know we're tiny and so it was extra special that Ian at Iron Tusk Painting decided that, you know, to paint our minis for free. And that was super cool. So we just wanted to give him a shout out and just thank him for doing that, uh, even though we're a tiny podcast. Uh, you could find his work, which is crazy, unbelievable, at Painting Tusk, which is his Twitter handle. It's also his Instagram. You could also follow him on Facebook. Facebook slash Iron Tusk Miniature Painting is, is where you could find him on Facebook. And I guess on tpublic.com, too. I don't know what that is, but you should check it out. I'm going to check it out right now. Oh, that's what it is. Cool. and. You know, humble brag, I guess. If you go on his Instagram, you can see the four characters that you've followed through season one. Uh, he just finished painting our minis, and we're super excited to start using them during season two. Thanks again, Ian. You're the best. Hey, come back, jerk. All right, it is Bonzi's turn. Bonzi's going to keep heckling this bird man, bird person. Okay. Yeah, in his face. Heckle him in his face. It's Lorthamar's turn. Heckle, heckle. So what I want to do is seeing I'm inspired by this action that that Winner has done. And I oh, kind of want I kind of want to outdo him. <laughs> I want to know if I yell at Korath, if he could react and put his hands up like a almost like a pedestal for me to step on. <laughs> so I'm, going, I'm on my back. I'm just going yeah, yeah. <laughs> got just you, buddy. I'm just wondering if that would be a possible reaction he could take. I'm picturing Korath has been knocked so that he's on his hands and knees. Oh, okay. Because so no, so, okay, Windar kicked off his back, which That's kind of fine. pushed him forward. That's fine. fine. It, works, it works just fine. How, how high is this guy? Uh, he's on a 20-foot perch. Okay, I'm going to try to jump onto his perch. Is okay. possible? I've, I've decided to errata the way jump <laughs> is going to work. Yeah. Okay. Um, because we got a little out of hand. <laughs> you can jump, and you will be able to earn up to 50% of your of your total jump um at the cost of an action but i want to i want to use his back that's okay like, right i understand board. that okay i would because you're doing that i would let you roll with advantage but it's still going to cost you all of your focus and concentration for the next six seconds to like be like i gotta okay. do this that i want to grab onto him then grab like, onto who what on if he, he's on his pedestal or no yeah no that guy's not he's off the uh side. yeah no he's he's flying he's next to his pedestal he's up 20 feet yeah you can land feet. on the pedestal. If he if he flies down next turn, just jump down on him. Truth. Bear this in mind. You'll probably get you're gonna get disadvantage on the jump itself. But if you fight a bird person from a pedestal twenty feet in the air, there's going to be something good that I'm gonna give you for doing that cool thing. Yeah, I know. So I'm gonna do it. Come on, like there's no way. All right, so I'm jumping onto the pedestal using Korath's back. He's on hands and knees. So I'm gonna say, Korath, be strong. <laughs> I and, can do it. And I'm going to jump. I'm going to go for it. This that is a cool was, moment because you're like, because you're not even facing him. You just hear like you're on your hands and knees. having just been kicked over and you hear Korath be strong and you go, I can do it. I got this. I don't, even know, I don't even know what I'm doing. So like, I, Korath very well could just try and stand up at this moment. As soon as you try to catapult him off your back. But out like the wrong direction. Oh, yeah, so roll me a. <laughs> no, actually, with 
Oh, with because you said you're gonna give me advantage. I give you advantage because you're using Koraf. Right? Yeah, yeah. You got this. Oh, uh, that's a. I'm sorry. Did you say that's acrobatics or is that? This is gonna be athletics. Athletics. That's okay. Uh, that's a 22. You pull it off. Nice. You run towards Koraf. Maybe this is like just as because you're going to stand up. I'm assuming on your extra. Maybe this yeah. is just as you're standing up. You run up his back. You kick off with all of your might and you land in this perch, which is just this like piece of marble sticking out from the wall. That's probably only six inches wide and maybe like two feet out from the wall. And you land on it and you're facing next to you is a flying white bird person with some brown and a blue beak. Awesome. Here you nice. go. Here's a green roll again chip yeah. that you can use at some point. It's like the first time in like, <laughs> like four sessions that I've given out one of those. I'm yeah. actually going to give Alex my inspiration because he took mine like a champ and I screwed up his attack and also he took Lord Mars like a champ. Cool. It is, uh, okay. <laughs> it is their turn. The session we remembered we can give out tokens. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so there's only two. These are called Arak... Arakoa? Arakoa. Ar- it's not Oa. A-A-R-A-K-O-C-R-A. Arako. Arako. Oh, they're from the Elemental Evil. Arako. Arako. Harambe. They're from the Elemental I say Arakoa. They're not. All right, so it is their turns. The brownish one is going to stab at the owl. This will be. Wait. When did you remake your owl? The base of the mountain? Yeah, we were hanging out there. He rolls a 20. For what? Against Bonsley. Uh, Bonzi. 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 To Bonsley. hit. No, Bonzi uh, grew some armor and now has metal feathers. He does five damage to Bonzi. Bonzi did. In a burst of sand. Again, Bonzi dies. Since he was performing the help action, as he dies, can he like knowingly throw his sand into the guy? Yes. Nice. The guy so will still have still has the help action against him. Advantage against him. Cool. So that's that dude. The other guy is going to attack Lorthamar. I dare him. Cutting words. Not going to be able to hit you. He's got a 21. And I say... That's a hit. You, oh, okay. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to be faster with my numbers so that you can't cutting words me. Okay. He does seven damage to you. Okay. And that's their turns. No touchies. It's Korath's turn. Right up, up, how long it takes you guys. Korath to gets up. Yeah. How high is he up? Are we up? 20 feet. They're 20 feet. 20 feet. They're both 20 feet. Yes, sir. Okay, so Korath is then going to move underneath. <laughs> uh, you used half your move action to get up, by the way. Yeah, okay, and then he moves the other 15 feet and moves underneath the guy. Use the help action. Shh. What? Never mind. Oh. I think you have to be within five of them. Yeah, you do. And then I'll be I. Ally, I think. And then I am going to. Um, you could do either. Then he's going to break out his hand axe. And can you say he has like a rock or something in his pocket for his second attack? (laughs) Yes. Okay, cool. (laughs) Okay, so hand axe. He is going to attack with the hand axe. So he's that guy is now. I mean, he's in range. Yeah. So. That is a 17. That's going to hit. That's going to hit. Oh, baby. And that is nine points of damage. 
the axe hits him in the head. And he falls on top of me. (laughs) (laughs) And he kind of like bumps up against the wall and falls and fades. And the hatchet hits the ground. (laughs) And the little beam, the little golf ball of light is left. And it flies up. And Lorthamar is just left up on the perch. Looking down like... I I use my green token to make him (laughs) re-roll. Wait, and Lorthamar is just up there like Use your prayer, use it. Like as you this is literally happening, like you land on the perch and you turn to face this thing and this hatchet hits it in the face <laughs> and it falls and you're just left like And then and then wait. Korath looks up at Lorthamar and is like, I was strong! Wait no. Wait. <laughs> can I use my can I use my reaction to grab the hatchet? Because it hit him in the head, I'm guessing it like while he's kind of like Yes. I grab the hatchet. Okay. You can jump from that perch to the next one, maybe. I don't think no, so. No, no, you there's can't. Way too far. No, 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 you can't. That is, this is not a bit as big as the perch. It's like two feet. Yeah, like, all right, you want to throw that rock, and then you can throw it at the other guy. I can throw it at the other guy. I'm, I'm, that's going to be with disadvantage, probably. And it's probably. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to use the mechanics of your oh, wait. of your my hand axe. hand axe. But you're going to you roll with disadvantage. But Bonzi still has the yeah, so action going on. So it negates. negates. So you okay. roll a regular. So roll. don't mess this up. Yeah. Bro. Bonzi died for this role. Okay. Homie. So then. It's not that important. As this thing is gonna fall on him, but doesn't because it fades away. It throws rock, and that is a. Blah, 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 15. It's gonna hit. It's gonna hit. So. This is gonna hit. I guess since it's a rock, would I just roll it instead of a d6, a d4? Uh, no, I, was, I just said that you're going to use the mechanics of your that hand axe. fair. <laughs> All right. Yeah, roll with a d4. Okay. Which even that is probably yeah. a little nice. I know, improvised weapons are d4. a d4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. D- okay. Yeah, improvised perfect. weapon is a d4. Okay, and then I would still just add my strength to it. So. That's eight. Eight. Eight points of damage. The hell of a rock. He's the hell of a man. It, gets, <laughs> it hits him in the head. The hell of a butler. And he, and he like... Puts a hand out on the perch because you can see he's like clearly dazed. He's got blood dripping down from his. He actually cracked part of his beak with the rock. Um, he puts like a hand out on the perch and he's just like, like, like I need is, more axes. <laughs> it is Brimbley's turn. All right. Since frosting that backside didn't work, we're gonna go back to toasting some buns. You gotta. So we're gonna use sacred flame. So just to recap. Sacred Flame is a flame-like radiance that descends on a creature that you can see within range. They must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d8 radiant damage. They gain no benefit from cover. Get a beat of 13. Nine. All right. What is what is Brimley's <laughs> Sacred Flame look like? So it's like a little glowing fireish orb that floats out of his arcane focus, which what is color? his own orb. Um, I think I've said it was white before, and it kind of just sinks into the, like their chest. And oh, and it like goes out. into yeah. them, and then you see it glow yeah. from within. Right, 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 right. What is going on? That's one damage. Nice. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's every damage I dealt so far has been one damage. Looks feeble. <laughs> try your try your technique. Of it hits. It hits him so. in the like the upper shoulder, and it glows within, and it, you know it like you see like blood because he's. Internally bleeding now. All right, cool. Yeah. Windar's turn. Um, Windar pulls out his light crossbow, turns around, and goes, All right, let's give it a go. Now, because I don't really use this that often, 
does this it's dex and proficiency mm-hmm. if you're proficient, if you're proficient with, with a crossbow then ah, yes well, what you are yeah, you're a bard only reason why i can use it so let's roll baby roll Griffin, but i'm gonna re-roll <laughs> and that's a better one uh that is a 22 that's gonna hit cool and uh, light crossbow one that's unless it. you're steve you're gonna kill it all right that's a d8 um <laughs> so it's it's uh plus d8 dex. plus dex so bad right now wow <laughs> one but three because i get plus two from my dex all right the I'm bolt so mad. <laughs> strikes it in its chest it's the d8s man it hits it in the square in the heart and it's still reacting to like the smashed head the 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 internally burnt shoulder and it it grabs it clutches as hard it falls forward same as before it fades a little white golf ball it flies up in this into the the hole and you begin to feel or brimbley and korath feel the greenish platform they're standing on you feel it begin to vibrate that was me what that's me on the oh, i'm sorry brimbley and windar <laughs> feel the um the thing begin to vibrate so Brimley's gonna yell out to Korath. Hey, get over here! We're going up. And then he kind of looks at Lord Thamar and says, ah, "You're gonna have to jump." 